Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, I'm joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good, Chris. I'm just really um, excited that I'm able to talk to a real-life uh, television advert actor. Um, you've been spotted in... <laughs> You've been spotted in Australia taking a bit of a side gig, according to Matthew Robinson on uh, Twitter, um, advertising fried chicken in Australia. I am not a man, because I'm a man who has many different Bollocks. lookalikes, and they're all horrific to me, and and they mainly err towards the 55-year-old teabag from Prison Break, which always upsets me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of sort of just saying thing people look like people just for the sake of it. But out of all of your lookalikes, I think the KFC... Uh, current KFC advert where a man's at some kind of like um, soft play area, ball pool kind of situation with his kid. Um, it's it's a pretty good one. It's an alright. You got a bit of salt and pepper hair. No, the guy's good looking. I think it's a good one. I think it, you look quite similar. I like it. I hate how many messages I received throughout the week from people <laughs> who have screenshotted an atrocious, yes. appalling human being. Yes. Like, oh, crash, it looks like you. Yes. If that looks like me, you look like a contemporary <laughs> Colonel Sanders. You I, can I do. Piss off. I don't mind. Like I don't mind it. But, no, I'm not buying that. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm battered. I'm shattered, Pete. I was uh, filming for 12 hours yesterday in a convenience store that I, like, rented. All right. Um, it was really interesting. I, I rented this, like, because the studio is being built literally today, actually, the Broad Japan studio. Mm. I had to uh, try and find somewhere quickly to film. Right. And you can rent, like, studio spaces throughout Tokyo. They're all over the place. And mm. uh, we found one, this building that had four sets in it. On the ground floor, it had a convenience store. Wow. Called Plain Mart. It was called, like, Plain Mart. Plain Mart. And it was, like, I think it used to be, like, a mini stop. So they just sort of rebranded and reopened as a set. There was a bar down in the basement that was pretty decrepit and ragged. There was a really nice Japanese house apartment up on the one of the other floors. And there was an office with like a president's room as oh. well. It was cool. And then on another <laughs> floor, there was like a sexy bedroom that's definitely oh, used for oh, porn films. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And uh, don't go in there with you. I mean, to be really fair, but they, you do see pornos filmed out and about in Japan. So I imagine you were probably walking through a porn set as well, mate. So don't worry probably. about it. Yeah. That convenience store would have been amazing. Of course, for a porn it, film. yeah. Like, Clean up in L2. I'll have, a num- uh, I'll have a pack of number 12 Melvia cigarettes <laughs> and maybe something more. There's a reason I don't script porn films. No. Um, I don't think uh, no. it would be good. However but many it was really cool filming in written. there. 
<laughs> I caught with a new it was idea. Cool <laughs> Shut up. I uh, it was it was good filming you there, and uh, it was brutal because you get like twelve hour time slot. I was right. like, on the clock filming like a maniac, and then today dashed over to the studio uh, to mm. watch it being built over the next two days. I didn't realize quite how big it was. Like they sent me the plans for it, the like the the schematics and the drawings, and mm. I was like, yeah, that's good, isn't it? But I didn't really look at it. I sort of went, yeah, I'll do. <laughs> and then they built it. And it's massive, and it like <laughs> the set like goes into the sofa. I've got like a sofa in the corner. <laughs> I thought it'd be well out of the way, yeah. And the ramen shop is like in between the sofa, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to move a few things. And then tomorrow, heading off to Mount Fuji for the long-awaited climb with Natsuki and the gang. And I can only hope that Natsuki is ready because I'm very worried now. Um, yeah, <laughs> with his, with his, Mel- his Melvius cigarette obsession. Yeah, with his, his pack of cigarettes in hand and a very steep climb up the tallest mountain in Japan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried. Mm. Um, it's quite steep. Somebody sent me a, a like a Google map, 3D map of the route. Mm. And because we are going around the, the back end of sushi... Back end of sushi? The back, end of, su- the back end the, of sushi. This is what happens when you get hot in summer. You start <laughs> making back, up words the and back end of create sushi. a language. I don't want to see that. <laughs> you don't want to see the back end the back of sushi? The back end of sushi, no. Sounds the disgusting. the back end or the behind of Fuji is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> the tradesman's entrance route. of Fuji. We're <laughs> we going up a route. I think it's called uh, I think it's called Fuji Nomiya, and the main right. route's the Yoshida route. Okay. Um, and this route has about twenty five percent of the foot traffic. It starts a little bit higher up, but for that reason, it's quite vertical, and um, it's going to be really quite steep and mm. quite brutal. And the first, you know, the first day, it's going to be a six to seven hour climb to get to the hut that we have successfully booked, thank fuck, because after last last, <laughs> the last disaster, yeah, 10 years ago. But um, the weather, it keeps changing in a way that is scary. Two mm. days ago, it was like, it's raining and there's lightning. And I was like, you what? But today I looked just before we start the podcast and it looks like it could actually be cloudy and sunny, which is kind of good. Mm, okay. Bit of cloud cover could be nice. But uh, just imagine a bit. I had a nightmare last night that I was uh, climbing Mount Fuji in a thunder and a lightning storm. And I don't want that to happen, Pete. I've got like a weird. I've got. I was going to say I've got a fear of lightning, but like, right. does any? Does, I'm sure everyone has a slight fear of being electrocuted with a, like just a fucking ten million volts of electricity. Mm. Am I alone? Well, do if you, you fear if you're, lightning, if you're, as if you're I going do? to get, if you're going to get electrocuted, you may as well do it properly, I suppose, with lightning. But um, it's how <laughs> how often do people get hit, properly. struck by lightning on Fuji? Has it ever happened? Are you going to be the first? There's only question. one way to find out. <laughs> Uh, has yeah. anyone been hit by lightning on, on Mount, Mount Fuji? Fuji. Is what Google's made I mean, for, I, I mean, you're, you're high up, but I, I, I don't really know how it works. It's like there's not a lot of trees, is there? Trees always attract a, a lot of uh, a lot of action, electricity-wise, isn't it? They do. Oh, here you go. Um, three hundred thousand. So this is. Ins- I was looking up some statistics on Fuji the other day. Mm. Apparently, three hundred thousand people climb Fuji every year, making it, I think, the world's most climbed mountain. Right. Um, and it turns to anyone that dies on there. I mean, there's lots of human traffic jams, um, deaths human, on Fuji. Human traffic jams? Like Wow, it says, um, <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, you've seen the photos of Fuji. Yeah, right, yeah, where yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like, there was night. people human trafficking. and just, you know. No. <laughs> what is it? The mind of Pete Donaldson, ladies and gentlemen. Confusing. It's just it always confusing goes to way of saying it. Human traffic CD jam. salacious yeah. directions with his thoughts. Um, 
No, like if you look at a photo of Mount Fuji at night, it's pretty astonishing. You can see like a trail of lights going up the, the top sort of quarter mm. as people climb and make their way up. Um, every year, a number of climbers are killed while attempting to climb Fuji. Some have altitude sickness or have a heart attack. Others are claimed by falling rocks. In 2008, four people died and 17 were injured because of insufficient gear and a lack of experience. That could have been me 10 years ago because I <laughs> definitely fell into that category. Um, yeah, but then uh, I think a few people that die, they do it out of season when it is a lot right. more dangerous, of course, with yep. the cold weather and the snow. Mm. Um, a climber was killed in 2019 after falling rocks apparently struck her in the head as she neared the top. Jesus. I do remember when I was coming down, I hit a rock and it started to snowball and go down oh, the mountainside dear. and lots of people started screaming. And I was like, what have I done? What have, what I, have done? I done? I started this. What have I done? You've got to be really careful. I started a joke which started the whole world laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I started a snowball which killed several elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying, right? Um, the idea of like starting a landslide on Fuji. Um, <laughs> anybody else died in like wacky, horrible ways? <laughs> then, oh, here we go. Jesus, man killed by lightning while climbing Fuji. In oh. August 2008, oh. Oh dear. Um, a oh group dear. of climbers found a man who had been fatally struck by lightning on uh, Fuji in oh, Fuji Nomiya Trail. Oh, shit, that's the one way going up. Mm. God. Um, <laughs> the man found between the sixth and seventh stations on the mountain was taken to a hospital but was confirmed dead. Yeah. And then another man was killed the same day. Um, yeah, so don't climb Mount Fuji in a no. lightning storm. That's the one takeaway <laughs> do yeah. uh, from this podcast. But obviously, Oof. we'll be careful. We've got Natsuki with us. We're going to take it slow. They, you know, the, the most important thing with climbing Fuji is uh, uh, bullet climbing. Don't bullet climb unless you're very fit. What's bullet climbing? Uh, like run really fast? It's, you, it, I, it sounds a lot cooler than it is. Right. You have to go up Fuji with a pocket full of bullets and you have to sprinkle them on the summit. Yeah. No, it's basically where you just bullet your way to the top. You like do it all in a matter of hours. Screaming. You shoot up to the top and shoot down. <laughs> yeah, screaming your way up and down. Um, I know a few people have done it. I met a guy uh, who makes tea and he runs up Fiji like once a month and does the tea ceremony on the summit and then just comes back down again. Right. And he does that in like four hours. Because <laughs> I, I was talking to him, I was like, you know, I climbed Fuji, it took me 12 hours to, to summit. What about you? And he was like, I go up in two hours. I was like, you bastard. I'm busy. You, <laughs> I'm really busy. Climbing. <laughs> but if you're not fit, obviously, mm. um, you, do, do you can get altitude sickness. You do get altitude sickness over sort of 2,000 meters. Yeah. And uh, your body can't acclimatize in that short space of time. Ah, so, uh, uh, that's why. Yeah. I see. Interesting. There's a little bit less oxygen, right? So you've, right. Got, you've got to adjust slowly. I guess it's so. like when people climb Mount Everest, they have to go to Everest base camp for a few days and sort of acclimatise first. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we'll be yeah. doing that. Interesting. And going slowly. But uh, yeah, this is the last podcast before we do it. So wish us luck, guys. And um, we'll be posting about it on social media. And mm. I hate the word social media. We'll be posting about it on... Instagram, the Twitter, internet. YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, all your favourites. Probably not Threads, because I think that's dead before it's even begun. Mm, but um, are you on Threads, Pete? No, uh, well, I am, but um, I, I went on there and I was like, just, it's just um, people who don't have the followings they have on Twitter going, oh, I haven't got much of a following, please follow me. Um, pretty much. Yeah, pretty it's much. just people panicking a little bit in it. So, hmm. I mean, I, I think 
we can all agree that Twitter's just a dumpster fire at the moment, mm. and it's just got worse and worse. You but can't like you can't threads. DM people enough now. Like you can only DM like a couple of times a day now because uh, it's pretty really? all just yeah. Unless you have um, unless you're verified and all that, so it's just funny. It is it is very funny. Even like um, the guy who started uh, Twitter, um, whose name I obviously mm. forget because it's Jack early Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. His first um, Twitter post obviously went as a NFT for like something like two million dollars oh, or something it is now worth money well spent four dollars that nft is now <laughs> worth four dollars and so i like watching things like that happen that's kind of like adjacent to social media i like elon musk losing all of his money adjacent to social media uh, but you know twitter is a place where people did find a bit of a following uh, they've changed careers. They've found a new career, mm. and they, you know, may have found loved ones as well. So it's 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 a it's a bit of a shame, but um, I don't know. Life's too short to worry about I don't, the, the, I don't the think folly of, of millionaires. I don't know if it'll die. I do. I think actually, I do think it could go bankrupt in two to three years on its mm. current trajectory. Mm. Um, I'm, I don't know if, if the world will be better for it. To be honest, <laughs> I I do like Twitter for news. It's quite good for catching up on the news and yeah. things like that, and. It's a, it's actually a really good way for connecting with people. Like a lot of influencers and oh god, I said the word influencer now. What's wrong with me today? When, uh, influencers, social media. Ugh. When when I um, connected with YouTubers, I think even Charlotte, the first time we spoke was through Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. There's mm. an accessibility, right? Yeah, you can sort of connect and whatnot. And like last week's episode, I mentioned how I got a retweet from. Dwayne the Rock, the Rock Johnson, Johnson. Which is pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. The, well, um, so. well you, you're, it's it's thanks to your influenciness that I <sighs> and, and other influencers that I uh, bought myself for my upcoming Japan trip. Uh, one of those Insta three sixty go three things. Oh, you shown me it you off. Even, off you got the name right. I did get the name right. So I'm reading off my Amazon because I don't know the name of it. Um, but Insta go three. It's a little. It's just a little. Little camera you can clip to yourself, and I might just might just pop that on, have a wander around, see what can can be filmed. Um, yeah, so I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have a bit of a dick about with it. <laughs> they've um, they've sent me a unit for a sponsored video on abroad in Japan. Ah, and, um, I tested why, it out. They have they have sent a lot of these units out. I wish I wish I was yeah. on that list. <laughs> you gotta be a gotta be an influencer. an influencer guy. You gotta be an influencer, isn't it? Yeah. A social media guru. Lovely. But like, I, it's a really cool camera, actually, and. Um, it's. I've never done a camera review before, even though I'm. That's literally the only thing I do. My mm. hobby is cameras. Right. I bought a Fujifilm um, X100V the other day, which is the ultimate street photography camera, fixed lens. Yeah. Been a lot of fun playing with that. I've. I've really. Yeah. I think cameras are my new hobby. I say new. <laughs> I've had it for a long time. But like, uh, yeah, the Instago Three is cool. It's a tiny little camera, and you like clip it on your shirt, and you can have like a first person perspective, and mm. uh, it's a really small form factor and uh yeah i'd be interested to see what you do with it um, yeah. i mean we haven't got a story this week um because pete and i hastily threw this podcast together but mm. instead of a story pete's going to tell us what he's doing in japan <laughs> what are you going to do pete oh i'm 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 going to do loads of stuff but i've i finally sort of got a map <laughs> i've, I've a finally map. got a little i've got i basically set up a little map 
and I've decided what I'm going to be doing and where we're going to be roughly uh, on, on, on different days and stuff like that. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, re- I'm we're going to obviously kick things off in uh, in Tokyo, uh, and then uh, we're going to head, um, you know, spend a few days in Tokyo, short Sarah, um, the, the shitty indie bars that I like, um, and then we're going to go to, uh, we're going to uh, get the train down to sort of Kyoto way, do the usual Kyoto stuff because he's not seen Kyoto, um, and then we're going to go down to. Uh, a little beach uh, south of uh, Wakayama, Shirahama, Shirahama Beach. Shirahama. We're gonna go to, yeah, we're going to go oh. down there. Uh, I'm going to drive down there, have a little drive around, and then um, for a few days, and then go back up to Osaka for a Saturday night out, and then just head west, and then just absolutely nail Kyushu. And I've ordered okay, yeah, car rental in Japan is so affordable. Like, it's so bloody cheap. I don't know what they're playing at, but mm. I'm scared they're going to, like, let some pound. massive... Yeah, <laughs> well, not not really. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to ball about that. I want to go and see Beppu, which I've not seen. Uh, Ooh, I want to... Biggest hot spring resort in biggest Japan. Biggest hot, hot spring resort in Japan. Uh, I wanna, oh, my God, you've got to take... Uh, you've got to go... When you're in Beppe, you've got to go to the Dinosaur Love Hotel. The Dinosaur, right? I'm writing that down. Dinosaur Love Dinos Hotel. Called, yeah, it's called the Jaysaurus <laughs> Hotel. I went there with Connor in a video. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, back in February. Right. It wasn't like the best, but the um, the exterior is really good. It, it literally, it's like a Jurassic Park experience, mm. and I'm amazed they haven't got sued because it looks like. You know, it looks like a scene out of the movie, and, um, <laughs> and it's got animatronic dinosaurs. Right. The rooms are pretty standard, like standard stuff. Mm. Um, the room is in the, the bed is in like a cage. Uh, <laughs> the bed is but in the, the really cage. cool thing when you pay, and when you in a love hotel, you typically pay by like a machine by the door, right? Yeah. They they lock the door when you go in. You pay in the machine, door opens, you're free. But this one, they have a what do you call it? Like a suction uh, suction machine. What's it called? Um, Steady. Well, you put like your money in the machine, yeah. and it goes boop up in up in the tube. Oh yeah, like a little capsule kind of thing. Yeah, suction yeah. tube thing suction from like tube, yeah. the nineteen fifties. Like in the nineteen fifties, mm. when they thought like all Everything all the future would just be like vacuum. Tubes. That's yeah. it. It's like vacuum tube, yeah. vacuum tube. And I'd never seen anything like it. It was really cool. <laughs> I put the money in, put put it in the tube, and you sort of close it, lock it, and press this button like a fucking torpedo rocketing out of a submarine that goes mm. boop. And then about 30 seconds later, my change came back down it because <laughs> whoever worked in there, you know, sorted Popped it out. It in there, yeah. Really cool. Go. So go for the dinosaurs, stay for the suction vacuum cup <laughs> machine. <laughs> it's cracking. Oh, you can have a good time. Good stuff. But I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've, got, I've got my little camera. And I also, because it's going to be so hot, because it's going to be so unbelievably humid, um, I've mm. just basically bought a massive army man bag to go over my shoulders. And I'm just going to carry everything. And then some of my partner doesn't need to worry about that. Um, and she's very insistent that she's going to carry stuff. I said, you're not going to carry anything. You're not carrying anything. So <laughs> I'm pulling rank on that you're not carrying everything, anything. Uh, but, we've, but we're staying in the, um, in the first hotel I stayed in in Japan. Um, Ooh, in, nostalgia. Uh, it's a bit, a bit of nostalgia. Um, we're going to be staying in uh, Shibuya, obviously. That, that's kind of a, a non-negotiable. Uh, but we're going to be staying in that massive tower in the middle of uh, in the middle of um, uh, in the middle of Tokyo. 
uh, in the middle of... Uh, the massive tower? Oh, Which the, one? Yeah, I can't remember the blooming name of it now. Dox yourself. Tell us where you're going to be. On what <laughs> day. Yeah, I won't. I won't do I'll that. I'll be there. But it's a massive oh. thing with a pool and, and sort of just starting off nice and that, and then we're going to... Massive tower with a pool? A massive tower with a pool. Where is this? Is it is it the one from Lost in Translation? Park Hyatt? No, it's in it's in Shinju- it's Shibuya rather than Shinjuku. Shibuya? Cerulean Tower? That's the one. Cerulean Tower. That's that's where, pool, I, that's where I stayed for Ooh. the first time uh, in, in Japan, and I was just very impressed with the scale of it all um, being on the millionth floor. But um, yeah. luckily, hopefully we won't uh, encounter any massive, massive earthquakes while we're there, because that would be worrying. When I, when I had friends come over to to, uh, to Japan and Tokyo, actually, I would sometimes stay with them there, because it does have... And if you you know come to Japan, guys, you want a killer view of Tokyo... Sorellian Tower mm. uh, in Shibuya. It's, it's about like a five-minute walk from um, Shibuya Crossing. Mm. High, on the high floors, the view is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Because the way Shibuya, like Shibuya is a really weird shape. It's kind of like in a valley almost. And the tower's on the, the edge of the valley, mm. peering down into the blow, into the depths of Shibuya Crossing. And then it sort of goes back up and you can see Yoyogi Park mm. and uh, in Shinjuku. The view is incredible. But make sure you request the side-facing Shinju, uh, Shibuya Crossing. Yes. So make sure you've requested that. Otherwise, you get a view of fuck all on the other side. <laughs> you get like a, a tree and it's shit. So make sure you get the right side. Um, yeah, cool place there. That's good. Yeah. And you know what the word is? What well, you said, you're going to be nostalgic going back to this place. Remember the uh, Japanese word for that? Is it uh, uh, retro? Is Natsukashi, isn't it? Uh, oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Natsukashi. Right. Fine. Natsukashi. Right, Natsukashi. So you can walk in. And they'll be like, oh, Mr. Dawson, welcome back. And you'll be like, that's because <laughs> Welcome back. That's because she's You can do that. And they'll be like, I, why are you speaking like that, Mr. Dawson? Please go, go away. Please go away. Please leave us alone. <laughs> Barbie Gibb. You'll be yeah. cracking. Looking um, forward to it. I am now excited. Very, very excited. And it's all I can think about. But before your excitement, mm. your excitement, <laughs> what's excitement. the news in Japan this week, Mr. Dawson? What's um, going on? Well, we've had, uh, well, the big news um, last week, Chris, was that there was a bit of a standoff between bear and man in a <laughs> rabbit park. Um, July uh, sort of 18th, I think it all sort of kicked off. Um, there was just a lot of videos of uh, men looking very solemn and very stern uh, and just sort of like hanging around the visitor centre of of this bunny park, uh, but police have right. actually called off that because because basically a bear had broken into a bunny park and were terrorising the bunnies. What? Even though um, we didn't actually see any of the interaction between bear and bunny, but it just it just sounded like just there was a bear roaming around how, a rabbit. How park. do you know the bear? Wanted to terrorise the bunny rabbits. Surely, <laughs> I don't maybe know. wanted to just have a chat, just have a have little a, chat about chat. things. Yeah, yeah. Well, if well, police have called off Talk their watch of it. Barbenheimer Tsuki Uzagi no Sato Rabbit Park after a search revealed the bear that they feared holed up in the facility uh, in in Ishikawa Prefecture was not there. We we always go to Ishikawa for the problematic animal stories. Um, they evacuated <laughs> the park early on the morning of July nineteenth after a bear was found to have walked inside. Uh, members of a local hunting club uh, rocked up. Municipal. Uh, government officials. I imagine the bear was quaking in his little bear boots when he heard that municipal government <laughs> officials were uh, on the case. Um, the bear were basically just waiting for the bear to F off, but uh, they could not find him. Could not find him. He'd, he'd, he'd left. He'd gone back to his forested area and nobody was injured, but I imagine a few rabbits uh, may have met their end. <laughs> 
Poor rabbits. Poor rabbits. So where did the bear disappear to? Where did the bear go? Just into the forest. It's it's a, the whole thing is like a tourist facility where the the children basically can play with rabbits, and you don't need a bear getting involved. You just don't, Chris. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's probably worth, like it's the same week where a deer just ran amok in downtown Sapporo, and people <laughs> chaos like this deer is running around. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, it's what we call a slow week in this industry it when is, it comes yeah. to news. There's not much else going on in Japan this week. Bear, a bear does, not eat, a... does not eat people. That's, <laughs> that counts as a story here. <laughs> There's a bear in a rabbit farm, yeah. and, and that's the news. That's, that's as good as it gets this week. That's it, guys. Good stuff. Uh, we're back to the moment. So with that in mind, we'll have an extra special one more bonus question in the fax machine. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We've got a message from... Let me just get them up because we've been sent another running order uh, since we started recording. Howdy, Constable Chris... What's that? What's that? What's that? A little I've never seen Pete stand to attention so far. Steady. Not like that. getting in there. Look at that. Is that a little jelly sweet in a packet? Is it a little um, egg? Look at that. This is called the Shilbun Charge. Shilbun Charge. It's basically oh. like a salt sweet, and you might have seen them on the oh, cycle I did with Connor right, last year. Yeah, to restore, really the, restore the sweat. Yeah, because drinking water, and if, if you come to Japan, which you are, in about two or three weeks, don't just drink water. No. Either get Picari sweat, which is good stuff. I drank mm. a bucket this morning. Or get water and then some uh, shieldbun charge, some like salt sweets. That mm. tastes pretty good, mm. but you need that salt, otherwise you just feel like... Consistently dehydrated like a right, fucking yeah. prune. So bear that in mind. Little tip <laughs> cool. there, guys. If Lovely. You summer. Continue, Mr. Donaldson. Sorry. I eat my pile of salt. Harry I'm says, uh, Howdy, Constable Chris and Policeman Pete. I'm Harry from uh, New Zealand, and in about two weeks' time, I'm going to be moving to Nagasaki City as part of the JET program, which is awesome. Your Journey Across Japan video on Nagasaki gave a fantastic in depth look at uh, Gunkanjima. 
Island, Peace Park and Huge Waggy Burgers. What are some spots within the city or surrounding it that you would recommend going to check out that unfortunately didn't make the cut for your wonderful video? Thank you so much for the work you do. Um, we appreciate you and all your affability. Cheers. Harry, would you recommend anything other than the Wagyu Burgers in in, uh, in Gunkajima and, and places like that? We actually went up there. I, got, I can't talk this in my mouth. What have I no. done? Oh, this is a disaster. Oh, no. No, I'll have that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably for the best. Dissolving salt just on my table now. What a fucking idiot I am. Um, Nagasaki, great city. Love it. Land of the hills and the grotto. And when we were there, we did have... We did witness Natsuki and uh, Jerry eat two appallingly big Wagyu burgers. <laughs> to, I think Natsuki was sick uh, violently later <laughs> on after forcing it down. That's what you call justice. That's what you call inevitability. I uh, I think we I think everything we filmed in Nagasaki we did actually put in the video so mm. just go and do it oh Chinatown's pretty cool you've got yeah unfortunately the the Wagyu burgers which are on the uh, the peak of Nagasaki mm. overlooking the city which we talked about only a few weeks ago I think one of you guys uh, said you were going there to propose so that's that's just been ruined if the uh, just mm. hope your partners yeah. Listen to the podcast, spoilers. <laughs> but um, up on the mountainside, yeah, they've replaced the Wagyu burgers with like tacos, so it's just not the same. <laughs> did you? Did you? But, um, um, did, did you go to the Aura Church in uh, Nagasaki? A little. Uh... We oh yeah, we did go to the church. Yes, mm. and we and I did. We put we filmed that, and we did put a little bit in for the the voiceover section where I was right. talking about Nagasaki's past, its history. Mm. We used a few shots from that, and the church. It's a I think it's a Catholic church that. Uh, was not too far from the epicenter of the bomb, and the charred kind of statues are still there with their like, incinerated kind of effigies. Yeah. There, really, yeah, quite. It's, it's quite strange because while kind of Hiroshima embraced the um, the legacy of the bombing, and the the Peace Memorial Park is front and centre, and you've mm. got the museum and the A bomb dome. Nagasaki did sort of just get rid of it or cleared away most mm. of the history and aspect of it. There is a really good history museum there. Do go check it out. And there's a cool Peace Memorial Park, but there's, um, there's, it doesn't there's feel as substantial as There's a one-legged Tory gate which I think got bombed. Uh, that's that. It's oh, sort really? of like it's it's sort of just half a Tory gate still standing, um, signifying um, that it got really fucked up that's... during during the bomb. But um, yeah, it's 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 oh, an wow. interest. It's obviously a very very interesting. Uh, 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 part of Japan, and uh, if you, yeah. I guess it's kind of out. If you're going to choose one, you know, bomb site to to visit, um, Hiroshima is always going to be the one that you go first because it's kind of on the way from Tokyo. Nagasaki is a little bit out of the way, but uh, yeah, well, well worth. It uh, is Nagasaki is really far out, and I think that's why, unfortunately, it gets neglected when it shouldn't because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, we got one here from Aoife from Dublin. Hello, Compass Chris and Pelarus Pete. Uh, my boyfriend and I are ready to return to Japan this October for our second visit. The only problem is we have different ideas on where to go. The general consensus is we'd like to travel outside of the normal tourist destinations. We've already visited Tokyo, Kyoto, Hiroshima, and Osaka. I'd like to go north because I'd like to see the beautiful autumnal landscape of Hokkaido and Tohoku, whereas my boyfriend loves warmer weather. Damn him. And the, <laughs> likes the idea of going to Kyushu and Shikoku. We're planning to go for at least two weeks. Do you think it's realistic that we could travel in both directions, or should we stick to one and really relish either the cosy autumn or the last summer sunshine we'll see this year? Any advice is appreciated. All the best, Aoife from Dublin. What do you think, Pete? Sounds like they've got a plan. Sounds like that. Uh, sounds like uh, going north for a bit. Well, just go north, but just go in September rather than uh, going in like uh, the heat of the summer. 
Mm. It'd be a nice mix. I don't know, really. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it, though, Aoife. I don't think mm. you can go north and south on this one. My hunch would be just, just, just toss a coin. Toss a coin, or, yeah. You know, right, convince your boyfriend. Just, just bully your boyfriend <laughs> and let him, you know, get your way. Mm. Or flip a coin. For my money... <laughs> Tohoku is a lot nicer in autumn. Like it's a, it's really damn beautiful, mm. um, and the temples like Yamadera Shrine and Temple are beautiful in uh, in autumn. Mm. So that gets my vote. Mm. As much as I love the other end of Japan, lovely. Uh, over to you, Pete. One from Cole. Oh, from Las Vegas. the final one from Cole from Las Vegas. Hello, Chris and Pete. My grandparents have offered to take me uh, with them on a rather luxurious trip to Japan. All expenses paid. Hello, which I've happily obliged to. <laughs> uh, my only concern is that they refuse to wear masks. Uh, I understand that. Uh, although there's no mask mandate, uh, Japanese people still choose to wear masks often, even outside. Will their refusal to wear masks hinder our ability to enter restaurants or other establishments, or will it end uh, just with getting some funny looks, I suppose? Um, by the time we're there, October 2023, I will be of legal, legal uh, drinking age in Japan. I've never drank alcohol until now, so any recommendations you could give for a first-time drinker <laughs> would be appreciated. Call from Las Vegas. Imagine, like, being from Las Vegas and not and, and never drinking and then going to Japan. And, uh, and 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 beginning, I would say, wait until your jet lag's worn off. Call for crying out loud! And and when I say oh, God. call, yeah. like call as a name, I always think of call from uh, the uh, video game uh, about um, the the twenties made by Rockstar. Do you remember? It was that weird. Um, remember that video game that had the block from Mad Men mm. in it? Call. <laughs> No, it had I like know what that be- is. it had beautiful uh, visual uh, visual. Oh, beautiful LA Confidential. Like LA Confidential. LA... No, that's the uh, film. LA Noir. Noir. LA hey. Noir. So, LA Noir. Yeah. Good, Good game. Yeah, cracking. Absolutely. That's cracking. a cracker. Mm. I'd stuff. say uh, come to Japan. Your first alcohol. I'm a strong zero, and don't, see don't what happens that. next. Don't do that. Have a nice. Can you imagine having beer. that as your first your first ever drink? You'd never drink again. You'd, ne- you'd go back to Vegas, the party town of the world, and you'd never drink again. <laughs> <laughs> that you would. That you would. I'd say uh, get uh, get umeshi. Get some plum wine. Get some. Uh, <laughs> It's that's that's not going to kill you like strong zero will, and it's no. nice, it's smooth, it's flavorful, yeah. and it's unique to Japan. Plum wine, have it, mm. get it for yourself. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a born Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to all over again. But for now, wish us luck, or wish me luck on Mount Fuji. <laughs> wish me luck, uh, wish Pete luck as <laughs> he luck. does yeah. rolls no, around in a room well, no, while I die uh, on a fucking I've got mountain. some Chinese I'm going to be eating from last night. That's, that's oh. probably unhealthy. Oh, you lucky well. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out on social media, guys. We'll let you know how we're getting on. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll see you next week. Do all over again right back here on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Have a good one. Bye bye. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.